Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Cody's Car Conundrum. Today we are finally going to be tackling the 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. We tackled the normal Bronco. Now we got to tackle what looks to be a kind of renegade-sized Bronco, well, mini Bronco, really. It's been a little while since this one came out, actually, and kind of forgot about it. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of intrigued because the normal Bronco is basically just Wrangler, but I'm curious to see what's different about this Bronco compared to the normal one outside of size and, you know, who it'll appeal to. The Ford Bronco is back, and it's being joined by an all-new Ford Bronco, or sorry, by an all-new Bronco Sport. Designed to appeal to customers looking for something a bit more rugged than your typical crossover, the Bronco Sport embraces the look of the full-size Bronco and brings a surprising amount of off-road capability to the subcompact segment. Ford conducted extensive research when developing the model, and potential customers told them it had to be true to the spirit and identity of past Broncos. As a result, it has a pure and simple design which echoes both the original Bronco and its modern predecessor. Given that the two vehicles were designed alongside one other and by the same person, they share a number of styling details. This is particularly true at the front as the Bronco Sport has an encapsulated cartridge grille which is flanked by circular headlights. The Bronco-inspired design is visible elsewhere as the model has plastic body cladding and relatively flat bodywork. Designers also gave the Bronco Sport overhangs, no, short overhangs to maximize its off-road capability. Kind of looks like a Suzuki Jimny actually. Other notable features include front fender vents and a stepped safari-style roof. The latter is functional as it allows for additional second-row headroom and cargo space. Out back, there are bold taillights and a tailgate with prominent Bronco Sport badging. The model also has an old-school glass liftgate, which means you no longer have to open the rear hatch just to throw something small inside. In terms of size, the Bronco Sport measures 172 0.7 inches or 4,387 millimeters long, 82.2 inches or 2,088 millimeters wide, and 70.2 inches to 74.4 inches or 1,783 to 1,890 millimeters tall with a wheelbase that spans 105.1 inches or 2,670 millimeters. Compared to the Escape, the model is 7.8 inches or 198 millimeters shorter, 3.4 inches or 86 millimeters narrower, and up to 5.8 inches or 147 millimeters taller. The Bronco Sport also has a 1.6 inch or 41 millimeters shorter wheelbase, obviously for better breakover angle. A straightforward interior with a number of interesting touches. The no-fuss design continues in the cabin as drivers are greeted by a straightforward interior that, that puts controls in easy reach. The dashboard is topped by an 8-inch SYNC 3 infotainment system which is flanked by vertical air vents and dedicated air control knobs. Further below, there are climate controls and a minimalist center console with a rotary shifter. While the cabin is somewhat basic, sorry, somewhat basic, there are a handful of interesting touches, including mole, M-O-L-L-E straps, zippered seat back pockets, and a built-in bottle opener in the cargo area. Obviously, for tailgates and uh, and bonfires and that sort of thing. Speaking of the latter, Ford sweated the details and equipped the liftgate with you. With unique LED floodlights, they illuminate an area of up to 129 square feet or 12 square meters and are designed to be used during off-road adventures because out in the wild, there are no street lamps. The attention to the cargo area doesn't end there as the Bronco Sport will be offered with a slide-out table that can be used as a makeshift workbench. 
Customers can also get washable rubber flooring and a class-exclusive 400-watt inverter for powering your toys far from home. Ford didn't release a detailed equipment breakdown, but there will be five trim levels called the Base, Big Bend, Outer Banks, Badlands, and First Edition. The base model is pretty bare bones, but the Big Bend adds easy clean cloth seats, folding second row seats, and keyless access with a push-button ignition. The model also has privacy glass, that's interesting, a rubberized cargo floor, and the aforementioned zippered backseat pockets with mole straps. The Outer Banks is more luxurious as it features heated leather front seats with power, power adjustment. Buyers will also find ambient lighting, a remote start system, and a 6.5-inch digital display in the instrument cluster. The Badlands is an off-road focused model based on the Big Bend, more on that later, while the first edition is a Badlands-based crossover which is limited to 2,000 units. The special edition comes equipped with black accents, a towing package, and 17-inch wheels wrapped in 29-inch all-terrain tires. The model also has navy pure leather seats, a heated leather steering wheel, a power moonroof, and a 10-speaker B&O audio system. Ford's Co-Pilot 360 suite of driver assistance systems comes standard and includes pre Pre-collision assist with automatic emergency braking, forward collision warning, a blind spot monitor, rear cross-traffic alert, lane keeping assist, a rear view camera, and automatic high beam headlights. Customers can also upgrade to the Co-Pilot 360 Assist Plus suite, which adds adaptive cruise control with stop and go and lane centering, evasive steering assist, and voice-activated touchscreen navigation. Two turbo engines and class-leading power. Under the hood, there are two different engines. The entry-level unit is a 1.5-liter EcoBoost 3-cylinder, which is targeted to produce 181 horsepower and 190 pound-feet of torque. So, about as much horsepower as the 2.4-liter Tiger Shark and the Renegade, but more torque. The Badlands and First Edition use a more powerful 2-liter EcoBoost 4-cylinder engine, which develops an estimated 245 horsepower and 275 pound-feet of torque. So, about as much power as the 4xe, but I believe more torque even then. Those are best-in-class numbers, and they should ensure the Bronco Sport has plenty of power on and off-road. Regardless of which engine is selected, both are paired to an 8-speed automatic transmission. However, models equipped with a 2-liter engine feature additional cooling and a select-shift system with steering wheel-mounted paddle shifters. Since the model wears the Bronco name, Ford had to ensure it was off-road capable. As part of this effort, they equipped the Bronco Sport with a trail-rating suspension and, ter and a terrain management system with up to 7 GOAT modes goes over any terrain modes including normal, eco, sport, slippery, and sand. Of course, the off-road features don't end there, as the Bronco Sport offers a trail control system, which is, which is like cruise control for off-roading. When activated, the vehicle can travel at up to speeds of 20 miles per hour forward or 6 miles per hour in reverse, while the system controls the throttle and braking. Ford says this allows the driver to stay focused on navigating a trail rather than worrying about braking and accelerating. The model can also be equipped with an optional off-road camera that serves as a spotter, it displays a live feed on the infotainment system, so you can see obstacles that would typically be hidden from view. For those who really want to go off-roading, there's the Bronco Sport Badlands in First Edition. Both feature a more advanced 4x4 system with a class-exclusive twin-clutch rear-drive unit with a differential lock. The models also have a uniquely tuned suspension with larger mono-tube rear shocks, softer springs, and anti-roll bars that allow for greater articulation. There's also underbody protection, additional goat modes, mud, ruts, and rock crawl, and 17-inch wheels wrapped in 28-by-5-inch or 29-inch all-terrain tires. When equipped with all the off-road goodies, the Bronco Sport offers a best-in-class ground clearance of 8.8 .8 inches or 224 millimeters. The model also trounces the Jeep Compass Trailhawk as it offers a 30.4-inch approach angle, a 33.1-inch, no, 33, no, so a 30.4-degree approach angle, a 33.1-degree departure angle, 
and a 20.4 degree breakover angle. The crossover also has a crawl ratio of 18 to 1 and can ford up to 23.6 inches or 599 millimeters of water. The 2021 Ford Bronco Sport will arrive at dealerships late this year and pricing starts at $28,155, including a $1,495 delivery charge. If the hefty price tag hasn't scared you off, the company is currently accepting reservations for $100. Bronco Sport delivery should kick off toward the end of 2020. So with all the hard info out of the way, oh, by the way, apparently this is similar in size to a Honda. Rodent Track says similar in size to a Toyota RAV4 or a Honda CRV, but I... I have a hard time seeing that at the moment, though. Well, I'll have to wait till I see one in real life. But, so what do I think of the looks, huh? You know, someone on Car Scoops in the comment section made a really... They made a really interesting comment and said that this is what the Escape should have been. This is what it should have looked like. And you know what? I completely agree. I'm not so sure that it... I mean, it looks like a baby Bronco, but more, more importantly, it looks like... It looks very, very, to me, reminiscent of the early 2000s Ford Escape. That kind of rugged, more squared-off look. And it's better for it. Better than the toned-down, wimpy new Escape that we got pretty recently. This is a much more rugged... I, I hesitate to say SUV, but this is certainly a much more rugged CUV than, than the Escape became. And, you know, I don't hate the looks. I think, again, it doesn't look perfectly like a Bronco. In the face, though, it's, it's fairly similar. It's still its own thing. But to me, it looks more like a modern, a modern early 2000s Escape, and that's great. The interior, fairly minimalist, definitely looks like, definitely looks quite similar to the Renegade to me in terms of its overall size. But that's, I'm just looking at a photo here, we'll have to wait and see what it's like in, in the real world. But unfortunately, the touchscreen does stick, on, stick out on top of the dash, so I'm not quite a fan of that, but... The rest of the dash is pretty interesting. I like the design. I don't know what the materials are going to be like. I'd imagine, especially in the lower, in the less expensive models, it'll be a bit plasticky. But I'm not too worried about that. It's, as as we talked about earlier, it's fairly minimalist. But I still think it's well-appointed. Minimalist, but not barren. Moving back to the outside, though, it looks like it looks like a tough little, tough little SUV. Almost like a four-door Jimny to me. Or a, Ford, uh, a fortified four-door Jimny, and I think, it, again, it's much better for it, and what I quite like about this Bronco is that it focuses, or about the Bronco Sport anyway, is that it focuses quite heavily on the utility and the off-road functionality, something that I think has been missing from lower-level Jeep models for a little while now, and to some extent has been, hasn't been capitalized on enough in the Trailhawk models of the Renegade and the Compass, so I'm hoping that Jeep will look at the Bronco Sport and say, okay, yeah, we need to get back to our roots and make really tough, rugged even if they're lower level SUVs because that's what Ford has done with the Bronco with the Bronco Sport and we can't late let them take that part of our customer base the you know the diehard off-road Jeep fans and so I hope that the Bronco and the Bronco Sport force Jeep and FCA as a whole to a fix their dealer network because that needs to be done improve their quality and of course competition improves the breed so I'm hoping that again with all of this functionality and off-road goodies, it forces Jeep and to some extent FCA to get a little bit more creative about what they add in their models and add more add more versatility and functionality that'll help people when they're off the beaten path. So overall, I think, you know, the Bronco Sport, I'm not sure visually is quite for me. I think the face in the headlights is just a little bit weird, but it looks like a modern Escape. And that's great because the, the new Escape just, it, oh, it looks so bad. And okay, Oh, because I've actually seen the new new escape. It 
it looked like a CRV. It, what I'm trying to say, because I'm trying not to be offensive, but there's no way for me to put this nicely. It looked like a wimp. It was just such a wimpified, wimpified vehicle. It was wimpified. It was just so... I don't, I really don't want to offend people because all the terms that I want to use are relatively offensive. But it just looked so emasculated, to put it like that. That's the nicest way I can put it. The Escape looked so emasculated in the newer generations from the 2013 to the 2016 and then the current one that we have. It, it just looked like a shadow of its former self. And so that's what I like the most about this new Bronco is it goes back to the older, more macho Escape from even the early 2000s, even though... You could argue that those weren't even that masculine even then, but even still, it's more rugged. It's tougher. And I like that. I like that about the Broncos sport. It's not It's not one of those... It's not another soft-spoken CR, uh, CUV like the, later escape, like the current Escape became. It's got a personality. It's got some attitude. It has thoughts. It doesn't, it doesn't say, I'm, you know, I'm just saying all the time. You know, it has proper opinions and whatnot, which is all of all of which is are, all of that is weird to say about a car. But yeah, what I'm trying to say is that this looks like an escape that hasn't been emasculated. It looks like an escape that went back to its proper roots and is tough. It is a proper escape, you know, pun intended, from from I guess normal society. And that's to me what this new Bronco encapsulates is what the old escape or what the New Escape should have been, and that commenter is absolutely right. Because the New Escape is just so, you know, it's just so baby-faced now. It just, it doesn't look like it could survive. It doesn't look like it could survive getting, driving on a dirt path and a bunch of rocks hitting its face. But this new, this Bronco Sport, oh, it could do that easily. It could survive those, those trivial, menial tasks without problem and, and survive far more. So again, I think this is the right direction. Because I think that's part of the problem with a lot of, modern SUVs and CUVs is that they're because they were supposed to be sport utility vehicles and you even with your compact utility vehicles I mean you can tell the difference in marketing between you know for the active for for people who are a bit more active who of the outdoor activities which group of people do Honda typically market towards the people who do kayaking biking and that sort of thing well for people with Durangos and Explorers and Tahoes and I wouldn't really say the Traverse even if that has a have decent towing capacity who do they market towards your ATVers, your snowmobilers your the you know the oh the dirt you know the dirt oval cars but they just drift all the time that's you know that's a very obvious difference in the marketing but cuvs now while they can obviously do that easily because all you have to do is get a tow hitch and put some bikes on a bike rack they're they're losing the utility part of their of their designation and then the sport now it's SUVs, the proper, you know, Durango's Explorers, that sort of thing, especially with the new Explorer kind of getting back to, well, they really haven't been losing it, but the Explorer got back to it more so because it's, again, rear-wheel driving has a better towing capacity, but again, you can see that, because well, remember that Dodge commercial from 2011, where it's the Durango towing ATV, snowmobiles, a boat, an, an Explorer, funnily enough, at the very end, and all that stuff? They don't do commercials like that for the journey. They don't do commercials like that for CRVs or RAV4s or anything like that. So they're two very different customer bases. Or even, or, ta or to some extent, Traverses or Equinoxes. They don't, Chevrolet, Ford, and pretty much any automaker that has CUVs like that or crossovers don't market their utility in the same way that they do for SUVs because they're made differently. Proper SUVs have much higher towing capacities than most crossovers or CUVs do, do these days. Because most barely get to 4,000 pounds. 
at best. But tangent aside, or no, because it, it ties into what I was saying. This Broncos sport, this proper escape, looks like it could handle having a bike rack or, or kayaking and all that stuff. But can actually go off the beaten path to get to some of the some of the more hard to find gems within within those activities. It's a proper utility vehicle, not just a high riding hatchback. And that and that was yeah, that that's my problem with a lot of modern crossovers and CUVs is that they're for the most part just a lot of high riding hatchbacks. At the end of the day, they're not really they they don't take the utility part of their designation as seriously anymore, but the Bronco Sport seems to be a return of form in that regard, in my opinion. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. What do you think of the new Bronco Sport? I, you know, I'm not completely sold on the looks all around, but as far as its execution, I really quite like it. If you enjoyed, though, please like, comment, and share, and follow the podcast, and obviously like and follow the pod, uh, share the podcast if you can. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe, hitting the little notification bell, then all notifications. That way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Pod B mobile app, well, then just boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in code CarConundra before you set off, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.